0: Hey everybody and welcome to the BPL Podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about, well, whatever questions you sent in. And joining us today is Mr. Tex of the BPL. Say hello. This is all a bit much, Mike. No, it's not. And also joining us is Goat, who also has his own radio voice. Hell yeah! That's right. Coming to us live from Brazil. As Goat was not able to make it tonight, he is now located in the heart of Rio de Janeiro. Janeiro.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Come to Brazil!
0: Okay, that's, I'm sorry. That's actually kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah. uh, That's that's, that's, that's that's just me playing with FL Studio. That
2: that is nice. It's just, sure. Give us
0: the the proper opening.
2: Hey, this is Tech's BPL podcast. Mike did the intro. Mike does sound stuff, and he also edits. And then there's Goat, who falls asleep in the podcast. And I don't fall asleep on the fucking podcast. This
0: podcast is so fucking comfy, he can't help it. Fuck you. He's been sitting at his desk all day the guy's talking name was, to people. I, I remember
2: the guy's name was James. He signed it James. James said you were sleepy on the podcast. Fuck you. I so James, it's in your court. Yeah. Uh, I, I I pointed it out and and Goat has offered his rebuttal. So, ball is in your court, sir. Um, so, today we are going to try to get through a bunch of the questions. People have been sending questions and people have been bugging us, uh, wondering where the fuck their question is. And we're like, there's a bunch of them and we're trying to get through them. And Deputy's doing a good job, you know, helping us do that. So, at any rate, today we're going to try to blast through these as quick as possible. We have had some caffeine and uh, I believe we have decided to call this. The lightning round. It's Nice. That was that was okay, actually. Can... can 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 we do that just with one once more with like more gusto? So All right. Like, so here's lightning who's... strike. Okay. What are the lightning strikes did we have? Let's let people. Let, here's number three. Okay. Oh, that Ooh. sounds like a gunshot. <laughs> yeah, like that sounds like a lightning gun. Like <laughs> someone has like a shotgun and they're like, ta. That's. It, all You've right. heard that in every movie I've heard that a lot actually They use that in trailers
0: Okay that one's a little moody But yeah that's it So yeah. I, this is all a part of the giant uh, sound library That I've collected over the years um, Some of it is stuff that you'll recognize And some of it's just stuff from the BBC Like this which I don't even know what this is
1: Holy shit BBC What the fuck BBC went to a particle accelerator? Yeah. <laughs> what, are, what are they like dropping microphones into
2: Hadron Colliders and being like, all right, recording tonight on no, w- Top Gear?
0: What's funny is every time I load up a BBC sound, I'm like, oh, it's going to be some fucking Doctor Who shit because it's all old, right? Yeah. And it's always stuff like, and it's like gunshot. And I'm like, that's not a gunshot. Yeah. Because they don't have guns or don't exist in BBC land. So, um. We're going to do the lightning round for the questions. So we're going to start off where we left off last time, and I'm just going to go in order this time. Uh, We're at number 26 of the 36 we have. We have way more than that, but these are the ones that deputy has listened to. Um, So this one says, efficiently operationalize our corporate strategies and leverage our core uh, competencies. Competencies is not a word that I recognize. It's things you're competent at. I know what the word means. I'm just not right. Re- I'd never heard anybody use that before. Deputy is quite a wordy guy.
2: He is. Uh, Deputy is a man of deep thinks and wise mind. Yes, he is. So here's that question.
3: Hey, Tex in the back pants
2: Legion crew. It's
3: Sarvac again. I am calling because I had a horrible day at work today and I need to blow off some steam. So in doing that, I'm going to ask you guys for your opinion. Please tell me how you all feel about the wonderful Lean slash Six Sigma programs that are out there, as I've just spent all day, quote, learning about it. So please feed me your rage to help my day go better. Thanks for everything you guys do. I'll catch you on the other side
1: the back pants yeah lesion. i was just about to say yeah that's like
0: a shirt so that's wrong podcast
1: no i mean we we, we miss we misspeak things all the time all here. the time mm-hmm. but yeah i mean get one take it true sure, yeah we definitely do yeah, yeah. and yeah. you've done like the 95 theses on like why six sigmas is- i
2: did i ranted about it and i quoted uh why it's bullshit uh all through Cliff a podcast notes then. yeah So basically, Six Sigma Six is a management and production management style pioneered at GE. And this one CEO adopted it wholesale and forced it through the company. And these were fairly profitable years. However, that profit had nothing to do with Six Sigma Six. It had to do with markets. So everyone started copying this style because it was being touted as this is the greatest system ever. Well, yeah, it's being done by a CEO who's sitting on top of a huge company that's paying huge dividends while it's doing well. So when people ask him, why are we doing so well? The guy who says, oh, no, it's me. It's me. It's it's this special program and da, 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 da. Of course, anybody who's doing well is going to say that. Especially somebody Every, who needs to keep their job. And, and anybody who looks fucking like ripped people who just are in amazing fucking shape because everything lines up and they put zero effort into it or just a little effort and they just look amazing they can go out there and sell their supplements and what have you i got all this by doing this specialty that i sell for eight dollars. yeah it's all about selling yourself
0: so this i didn't guy, get that car in that driveway by being a quitter right yeah they always say yeah yeah like yeah, that yeah and you're like so Ugh.
2: so basically This goes through the system. Now, many years have gone on. This has since become a cult. It's so easy to get it that I'm Six Sigma's qualified and I slept through the course. I slept in. I felt like shit, and I stayed home. I was not physically there and I got a certification. So here's the thing. The programs are run by idiots for the most part it's and i i'm not saying idiots in terms of these are stupid people who cannot rise above i'm saying these are people who are willfully ignorant who are peddling lies and that's how i see this i see this as a cult i see it as insidious and i try to back this up with as much data as possible if you look into major businesses that have adopted six sigma 6 they have lost Ass loads of money, including GE. GE, who originated this shit, threw it out. It is being thrown out by all of these megacorps that adopted it as a poison pill. It destroyed their productivity. And I can tell you that Six Sigma Six is essentially rebranding many other standard business management practices. It's not a magic formula. You can look at any project management style. You can go find this shit on Google. You can Google project management styles and find walkthroughs and guides on this. This shit isn't secret. No. This is, this isn't a classified secret. Mike and I manage these huge projects. Yep. I don't use any project management shit I've ever horizontal been taught in a class horizontal uh, project management
0: right, which means everybody in the uh, team is managing something in the project and everybody respects each other's abilities to do things right
2: and and we leave each other alone and we get it done and we don't have a lot of meetings unless we really have a problem
0: we need to we also you know part of the horizontal thing is propping each other up yeah because not everyone's going to be at their best every fucking day and the thing is six 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 from what i understand it's cold corporate crap yeah, it's, I was going to say, it just sounds
2: like a bunch of mealy mouth bullshit. No, it's all buzzwords. And that's the problem is every person I found who's a black belt devotee of this cult has absolutely... Zero real management experience, or they have management experience and they brand it under Six Sigma Six because the company makes them. And they go, Aren't you a great manager because of this thing we sent you through? And the guy nods and goes, Yeah, it was really great. Yeah, thank you so much for sending me to school to teach me shit I learned on my own.
0: It's a business that has embedded itself like a parasite and will not remove itself because nobody wants to. Uh, try to figure out a new or better system they just go with whatever was listed on the fucking curriculum for that day is what i'm assuming whatever college they went to
2: well the thing is is that this is usually just shoved onto people the six sigma program is shoved onto people by corporate Because they believe it enhances whatever. But there is no magic system you can send people to to make them better employees. You have to either train a good employee, Mm -hmm. not through a magic program, but through experience and trusting them and letting them build that trust and increasing the scope of their responsibilities over time organically. Not just giving them a magic stamp and then throwing them to the top. This is nonsense. And Anyone who has ever spent any time managing anything will know when you're working with projects with people. As soon as you start to apply shit, you have no idea what it is because it's just a bunch of hollow crap. If as soon as you take and adopt something wholesale that you don't create yourself, you'll find you don't fit in it. Yep. You you have to make it your own.
0: Yeah. You And I think just building a, a more comfortable office culture is way more. Uh, advantageous for your business than one that is just strict uh, and you watch everyone constant like a hawk. Meetings. Yeah, constant meetings ruin uh, productivity because you're stopping everybody to just give them a status report, which could always, as is the meme, be a fucking email. Well, and here's the thing. And if you're not happy with the email, tell them to write it in the way that you like.
2: Well, and here's the thing is it's like everybody I know who's a Six Sigma guy, And follows that group for project management. Everybody I know who does that has six to seven meetings a fucking week. Everybody I know who does the horizontal thing of like, hey, I'm going to do this and I'll come over to you if I need help. But if not, I'm going to leave you alone. Yep. And I'm going to be out by this time today. If you need anything, let me know. And just respecting everyone in the office, do their fucking job. And if someone can't communicate, you talk to them. And if they don't answer when you communicate and talk to them and they still can't share it, then they're off the team. It has nothing to do with personal shit. Yep. It's all business. It's can you deliver? Wire in. If the answer is why, do it any which way you want. And don't bother people.
0: Yeah, comfortable uh, office culture is something I'm 100% behind because if your clients aren't seeing you guys being comfortable, like I understand the aesthetic and the optics of having a client come in and you're all just like talking and
2: goofing and shit. But if they don't see you. If they see a bunch of corporate drones repeating nonsense they don't believe, they're going to leave.
0: Yeah, and most of those clients are good, aren't good are going to be good anyway. If they're just going to be like, oh, your office is not not as strict as I was. Like, well, if I deliver, who gives a fuck? Who are, you, who are you really catering to at that point?
2: Anyway. So much for lightning round. Next.
0: <laughs> lightning round. Yeah. Uh, well, that wasn't too bad. Yeah. Next one is tabletop40k underscore video game. It's Sarvak again, and he has more questions. Oh, good.
3: Hello, Texan crew. It's Sarvak again on number ninety-nine. Um, I had a question for the entire cast: What TV series or movie would you make into a video game, and what kind of game would it be? Whether it be an RPG, turn-based, real-time, first-person shooter, etc. I don't think you guys have answered this one. You've done the reverse: What video game would you make into a movie? But what TV series or movie would you make into a game? Also, Tex, you talk a lot about Battlefleet Gothic. Did you play any of the other side games like Mordheim, Mana War, or the first edition of Necromunda? And if so, what are your thoughts on them? I personally loved Mordheim and the first edition of Necromunda, but I never got to play War. Also, if anybody else on the crew has played those games, I would love to hear their opinions as well. I know there are still rules out there that you can find. I just don't know if you guys have played them. Oh, it looks like my time's up. I have one last question, so you'll hear me one more time.
0: Uh, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> All right. Now, so, nothing against you, Sarvac. We're just goofing around Sarvac,
2: one question at a time, please. Jesus Christ. All right. So look, uh, Battlefleet Gothic, yes. Mordheim, yes. Necromunda, yes. Gorka um,
1: Morka. Gorkamorka,
2: yes. Gorkamorka. Oh. Um so and Kill Team before Games Workshop kind of stole it and then made it their thing, mm-hmm. you know, when they just like took what the fans were doing and made it and then resold it to people. Anyways, um what would I want What was the first question? If you because
1: could turn um a, a movie or movie
0: uh, TV series mm, into a video because
1: game. Because licensed video games are so great. You could Make a okay. Some of them, are, some of them are okay. Hold on. Are you saying? Are Wait. You no, saying no. 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 no, no. That I, Moonwalker I, was a terrible game. Moonwalker was a solid arcade cabinet game. <laughs> Superman sixty four. Oh,
2: no. oh, that was that's our printer starting up. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think Servak is sending us a question no, by I, a fax now. I, I
2: thought I had like a brain burst, like but like blood burst. But <laughs> sorry, our I, printer likes to oh. update
0: on its own. I that's why I like
2: it. Anyway, so okay. Let's do this knife fight city style. Let's take a really cuz cra- remember that well, movie ha- wait, remember that movie The Warriors? That had a game like several. 20 yeah. years later.
0: I I actually have a game idea. Uh we make we take the Big Lebowski and we turn it into a game like Yakuza. <laughs> oh my god.
2: i would would absolutely play the shit out of that like you play as the dude
0: and sometimes you get into fights and they're not like you like they'd just be as crazy as yakuza fights but not as like kung fu he would just start like picking shit up and beating people like ashtrays
2: yeah and and occasionally you play as walter and occasionally yes 11 comes out yeah yeah no that would be yeah no sorry you have the best answer uh hands down no no no, i was gonna say
0: like yeah he's gonna like you're over the fucking line. And then he gets up and it starts that battle. Like who's and It's just like random guy bowling. And then it's just like you play as Walter. You just have the gun and shoot. him. Uh, that's not what happens in the movie, but I, I would be behind that. All hey, right. Next question. All right. Next question is Tolkien and the mystery of the
3: dwarves. Hey, Texan crew. It's Sarvac for one last time. So my final for question now. is a Tolkien question. What were the dwarves doing during the war of the ring? I remember vaguely in the books them talking about what the elves were doing, and yes, I know they did not go to Helm's Deep, but I don't recall any mention of what the dwarves were doing in the books. Were they just in their caves, guarding, holding their lands? Were they fighting orcs and goblins down there? I can't remember, and I haven't been able to find anything on on what they were doing officially. Anyways, thank you for doing this podcast. I have been blasting through it. And it's turned 2020 into bearable because I found you at the end of 2020 and 2021 has been nothing but good things because I've been listening to the podcast. Have a good one, guys. Hopefully you won't hear from me for a while because I'm sure you're probably tired of listening to my voice. Until next time.
1: (laughs) You can send more stuff. Yeah, it's fine. We're just joking. Yeah, we're just
2: giving you shit. So, um let's see what were the dwarves doing first of all sir uh you've insulted dwarf kind by referring to them as caves caves implies natural and unfinished unhewn uncut and unsmoothed stone are you mad it's called a dwarven hold sir <laughs> uh uh, and what were they doing? I asked Meme, but he's busy. So Yeah, I
0: was just actually about to do the same fucking no, thing. No, well, I, no, I No, wait. You know what? You're going to answer your question when Meme responds to text.
2: Yeah, so that'll be organically in the podcast. Uh,
0: anyway, here's the next one. A uh, video game question. Good engines wasted on bad games.
4: Greetings, salutations, well, met, and hello. So before you guys started putting up the Star Trek episodes on the podcast you got a question about a Wing Commander remake from a guy called WasPeace in Toledo, Ohio. And after Mike was done reacting like a rabid terrier, (laughs) he made a good point about it being remade using the Everspace engine and the control system that went with it. So here's my question. Good mechanics or good engines that were wasted on bad or just terrible games, for my money... I actually don't mind Splinter Cell Conviction. It's a terrible Splinter Cell game. Yes, let's just all get past that. But it's the kind of engine and system that would have perfectly suited something like a Bond game. So that's my question. Good mechanics and engines that have been wasted on bad titles. Good luck, boys.
0: I like your comment. It's true. I was very much a terror. That's just how we are with Toledo.
2: Anyway. Excellent questions. Excellent questions. So... I mean, shit, there are a lot of games. I mean, fuck, half the shit EA makes would fall into that category yep. where you find something where they create. EA will create a phenomenal game engine mm-hmm. and then pump eight games out of it in cookie cutters. Yeah, because they're and, just not fucking finished. Yeah, and 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 they'll just go, yeah, I can make this, 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 this out of this game engine. And you look at this game engine and you go, wow, it can make beautiful things. Like a lot of their Star Wars games are fucking gorgeous.
0: You know, they have that Star Wars Battlefront game, the newer ones that came out. They could, You know what they could do with that engine? They could turn around and make a game called Star Wars Battlefront, which would be really great. Because I would love to play a, a new revamped version of Star Wars Battlefront on an engine from that. Yeah, uh, you know what would be really cool? That was actually fun. Is, you is, know?
2: is if they just basically, <laughs> with one of their new engines, remade any of the games that nobody hated.
0: Well, I think they're the working ones, on the Deep one, or not the, Deep
2: Dead Space. Just the ones that nobody hated. Yeah, just just find the games that nobody hated. What was that? Those. They made that crazy
0: golf game back in the nineties. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good. Let's bring one. Bring that back. Yeah, yeah, I something I actually. Uh, I, this is totally aside from that, but um, uh, like underused hardware like the Wii. Um, because there weren't that many Wii, like there are a lot of Wii games, but none of them I've really had a chance to try because they weren't really that like widely available, uh, because they just didn't sell that well.
2: No, uh, I think I would see like the same eight titles in the Wii cabinet for yep. ten years. I mean, they they were like, do you want to do the Wii are, Sports? Or there are the bowling?
0: plenty of Wii games out there, but what I what I really liked about Wii, uh, the Wii Sports Resort was the fucking golf game. I don't know why. It's just something weird about that game where I was just like, I don't like golf normally, but for some reason I can get behind this and nobody's really capitalized on that ever because I think like the, all the all the people who played the Wii games with their families and stuff, they didn't give a fuck about those people. Well, here's the thing. De- I don't. Nintendo
2: hates you, by the he, way. Here's the thing I don't get. I hated the Wii U. I thought the Wii U was yeah, the dumbest console in the world. It was a shitty tablet connected to a weak
1: console. And I was like, who buys this? And people were like,
2: oh, my God, it's amazing. Nintendo
1: fans are like battered wives. Um, yes. Emp Lemon did a video on this. Yeah, he did. He He actually talked about the abuse and cycles of
2: abuse and... A way that's actually pretty profound, uh, on his video. So yeah, Emperor Lemon, go check that shit out. Um, Nintendo one is good.
0: Unreal Engine three on Unreal Tournament Three. Um that's a that's a good example of a great engine you wasted on a bad game. I okay, Unreal Tournament Three is not bad. It's a beautiful game. I just didn't enjoy it because It lacked the finesse and the quickness of the original games in place of the Gears of War style of
2: gameplay. Unreal has to be fast and bouncy. Yes. 2004
0: was the last really good Unreal Tournament. It it
2: has to be. Those old boomer shooters are all about movement. It can't be about anything else.
0: Unreal Tournament 2004 also had a thing where depending on whatever race your character's model was chosen as, they had special abilities as a mutator. So like if you played as the aliens, like they were way faster, but they only started with like 80 health. Cool. So shit like that, like bring shit like that back. I'm fine with that. I like assault. I'm one of those weirdos who actually enjoyed playing that, uh, but Epic won't listen to me. Anyway. They um, will not. um, They will not. And Nintendo hates you. 31. uh, I think uh, he's looking for guidance on self-help stuff.
5: Hello, Black Japan's Legion and associated guests. My name is Mr. Nerns. Uh, Love what you do, love the show, yada, yada, yada. My question is one that's based more on real life. I've recently come into ownership of one human male, something that I honestly had no idea could happen, Uh, not planned for, so on and so forth basically his life is a mess and i'm looking for ideas to try and unfucky wucky his life i've got him listening to what worked for me some old alan watts lectures you know that sort of thing but i was wondering if the bpl had any sort of suggestions in that vein my favorite mech is the bushwhacker because fuck you clans we do it better uh have a good day
1: Okay, I Hang on, a- did you have a baby or did you buy someone? Yeah, well, this
2: is like, starting to sound a little... I'm, I'm any a context? little... I, all right, sir, I appreciate...
0: Is he just putting Alan Watts on a little baby's head? i <laughs> What's going on?
2: I understand the concept that maybe he's helping someone like who's couch surfing and helping them rebuild oh. their life and that he's but been this, using... I acquired a human male. Right. So, sir, out there, I wish you to know... That it is critical, critical to phrase things correctly, (laughs) especially, especially something like this, especially any phrase that might lead someone to believe that you have acquired through nefarious means a human being for personal reasons. <laughs> um, so, yeah. D- we're going
0: to give you the benefit of the doubt and assume you didn't get
2: involved with human trafficking. We're assuming you're not cop to a felony yeah. like on Spotify because that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so um, Alan Watts is great. Um, anything that helps promote self-compassion and self-actualization is great. I mean, Alan Watts is dreamy stuff, but hard work takes you there. Anything that can help build the person, help them realize that day by day they have to exert themselves and work and fight yesterday's man. I mean, shit, find every little bit that uplifts you, but make sure they put that work in to uplift themselves.
0: Yes. Um, And uh, plenty of Bob Ross.
2: Bob Ross is essential. Um, Mr. Rogers is pretty good, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, and the thing is with Bob Ross, because Mr. Rogers can really teach you about everyday life. But what's cool about Bob Ross is that he can lift you out of a dark place when you feel really down. Or if you're trying to focus on something, to have that like, quiet, soft voice encouraging you to continue is incredibly helpful.
2: Rabberdasher or meme machine says during the war of the ring, they were either mostly hiding in their mountain homes or defending them from the Easterlings with the kingdom of Dale. Okay. There's your answer there. Sarlacc. Sarvac. Sarlac. Sarlak the mighty.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, those are some great, advi- uh, great options. There. The great options of advice. Hopefully they help. All right. Let's go. Our world yeah. drifts into Shadowrun, always Shadowrun.
6: Yeah. Hello, Tex and others of the Black Pants Legion. I have been listening for a while. I, If you do find that I talk fast, just listen a bit faster, and you should be okay, or have someone slow it down and post. Uh, Fuck I've you. I've been listening for a while, and one of the many things that occur that you talk about quite often is fantasy futures and how likely they are to happen. Um, one of the things that I'd like to ask is, what future world do you want to live in based on any fantasy you want? And what future world are we heading into? Another thing that I'd be interested in is what minor change in events that can make whatever you think it is be switched over to a different one. That minor change can be something like the guy in Russia that, that decide not to drop bombs. And then another one would be what major change that can be made to make it into a different future. And what is this different one? Wow. Also that major change is something more like a societal change thank you been listening for a while it sounds really great hope to hear this eventually bye
1: okay. okay i s- i spotted that f- i heard that fucking voice mask drop we got a cthulhu tech character asking us this shit that was right. me so <laughs> oh fuck you yeah i was.
0: he was just saying like oh to have him fix it in post fuck first of all don't ever say that to anybody who works in production let them be the ones to say <laughs> it Don't ever be on set or tell anyone in production, fix it in post. That is a quick way for you to get shit done to your face in the night.
2: All right. We'll draw a
0: dick on your face.
2: All right. So here's and ruin your movie. All
0: right. So (laughs) I slowed you down so we could understand you (laughs)
2: too. It was it was amazing. So (laughs) I just heard it. Yeah. All right. So where we want to live, I think all of us would probably want to live in a Star Trek world. Yeah. Where, like your basic needs are met. Utopian and, future is all like for Like Noble it. Bright. You know what yeah. I mean? Noble Bright and expiration and happy. But if we're talking about where we're really
1: going, it's somewhere between cyberpunk and Shadowrun. Somewhere. Cyberpunk's just way too fucking depressing for me dude I mean Shadowrun's no no I'm not saying yeah. where I want to yeah I'm saying where we're headed yeah
0: <laughs> good yeah um yeah I think that's true I have nothing to add to that I mean I, I and I, also just know I'm not actually mad at you I just no no it's like just, just letting you know don't tell people to fix it in post that's a that's, quick way to get your mouth slapped. but
2: still I mean I, I think we all like the idea of Star Trek and we all yeah are terrified
1: of where we're going
0: Next question! Yeah, we're all terrified, and here's the next question for Battletech video game. More BT questions. I mean, I'll
1: just say this, at least we're not going to Cthulhu Tech. See? See? Hey! See?
3: Hello, Texan crew, it's Sarvac, and I've got more Battletech questions for you guys. Why are Clan Wolf Scouts awesome? And by that, I mean the Wolf Dragoons. I honestly cannot wait for the Tex Talk Battletech on them. I have voted and commented on them for every er, in every poll. Tex, when I watched your Rogue Tech playthrough... I absolutely love your reaction in episode one to the entire map. I smile every time I listen to it because you sound like a kid on Christmas. Maybe that wasn't the first time seeing it, but your reaction is pure gold. So what was your reaction the first time when you played the campaign and they showed the cutscene of all the SLDF mechs, especially the multiple atlases and Highlanders? And were you upset that in the next mission you only got one of each? I personally love the Black Knight, the Comstar version being awesome because it adds a hatchet, so I let that edition pass. But who passes up an atlas for a griffin, especially when you've got a company of enemy mechs at your door? Anyways, I'm out of time for this one. Until next time.
1: (laughs) Why are the Wolf Dragoons awesome?
0: And that entire time while you were talking, Sarvak Tex was dying right there in the background. All right, Tex, give him a second. Give him a second. Are you going to get this one?
1: The Wolf Dragoons are awesome because they use a lot of very advanced scout mechs like the Crab and the King Crab <laughs> <laughs> because they take their time scouting things out instead of just rushing it and getting incomplete data. Wolf Dragoons. All right. Where do I start? Natasha No Pants Kerensky or
2: them showing up in the setting like, Hello, how do you do, fellow Inner Spheresman? And they show up and they're like, Ah, yes, it is us, normal mercenaries from nowhere in particular. Here are. A thousand mechs you've never seen before. And, uh, these are common here, yes? Well, don't worry, we brought our own factory to make spares. What? That doesn't exist. That's crazy. Anyways, we're just gonna work for everyone exactly the same amount of time and then retreat inwardly and talk amongst ourselves. (laughs) We're not spies! (laughs) I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, you know what? They were all like, oh look, here comes the spy. Oh wait, those mechs look kind of fucking nice. Oh my god. Yeah, they were probably like the all everyone's just like, Oh yeah, 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 that's nice. Yeah, we'll tell you a troop movements later. So what's that mech back there? What's that thing right over there?
2: See, in all honesty, I think the Wolf's Dragoons is it, they're an interesting unit. I like the idea of the long con. I like the idea of them working for everyone. The problem is they have like really bad plot armorium and mm-hmm. and it's just kind of eh, I find that when characters must survive and must come out on top always and again, and without really, really struggling in order to come out on top, without being more clever, without being more strong or more prepared or having more will or yeah. more morale, when they just do it and it feels like dumb luck, you know what I mean? It it, it starts to feel comic booky. And at that point, I I don't feel for the characters anymore because when you take something that is very real, like Band of Brothers by uh, Ambrose, you look through casualties and losses and you start to celebrate the people for their heroism, but you also are reminded of their humanity and their failings. Because they do fail and they learn from failure. And that's when a character is more compelling. That's why Anastasius Folk or, I mean, Kerensky are, are, are both far more interesting characters. Or Hazen, shit. Um, the Black Blackwatch uh, commander, Hazen. Where you find these characters that have these real lives, real experiences, and then are broken by them. Yeah. And it changes them to be something else. And... They don't make the right decisions in the end, but they do the best they can, and you understand that, but you're also repulsed by it. All of these changes, characters having growth, are interesting, but when someone's like, and then they win because they're the Black Widow, and you're like, cool, it it starts to read like a Ten Ten comic because you when you pick up a Ten Ten comic, you know, they're not going to like blow his brains out. You know, the, <laughs> oh, you know the dog one boom. Yeah. You know, the dog and him are going to be fine by the end. In fact, they're not going to shoot or harm any of the principal characters. So once you know that it, it's comfortable, you know, it's it's comfy. It's fine. But when you get into something like history or a setting like Battletech where violence is the verb of choice. <laughs> You you can't have someone G.I. Joe their way through everything. Like, ha, another firefight. Thank God I only have a bruised lip. You know, (laughs) I mean, it's like... You've just walked through a city. You melted in half to kill one guy. You can't just be like, "Ha ha!" On to our next adventure, as yeah, though nothing happened. Yeah,
0: that the emotion gets lost in there because it's like, "Well, are they
2: robots?" Well, right. Are they are they comic book characters? And and so yeah. and I and this is nothing. This is nothing against the writers. Who wrote these stories because this is something I am a thousand percent certain is handed down from on high where they go. This is the protagonist. This protagonist sells. Tell this person's story. And, and the writer's like, ah, shit. I mean, it'd be nice if they actually learned something. Oh, well, fuck it. It's you a know.
0: it's a TNG and Deep Space Nine Gene Roddenberry problem. Where well, right. Right. Gene Roddenberry That's- was trying to write these like near perfect characters who don't get a like the the original TNG cast. Yeah. Like well, they don't get, they never have any conflict or anything like that. They're always coming out on top at the end. And the writers were like, well, these are not interesting people.
2: Well, right. And that's, that's exactly my point. You have to have conflict to have growth. Mm-hmm. The conflict is either internalized as a character I'm struggling versus my ideologies. I'm struggling versus my past. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling by the weight of my memory or the burdens of my soul. And or I am struggling versus nature. I'm trying to exist in a harmful world. I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to thrive. I'm trying to procreate. I'm trying to sow fields. Or it could be me versus, you know, horror. In terms of war, or aging, or relevance, or any of these modern first world problems. These are all character growth driven stories. I can tell a story in each of these relatable areas that shows character growth, challenge, contrast, and conflict.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, what was it? I I was going to say something about Hazen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hazen's actually one of my favorite parts of the whole story because she starts out as this super badass black watch um, and then into the SLDF and following Kerensky all the way to the deep uh, periphery and then becoming yeah, well, the fucking leader of of the clan and has this really epic, like, my best friend and probably lover died right in front of me. I'm going to fucking kill everyone around well, me. And think about it. That's, that's like a, such that's, a like deep and well, long
2: history character. But it's an amazing character because think about it: they never lost faith. No, they they fought a guerrilla war behind Amaris's lines because they never lost faith. They fought in the war because they never lost faith. They joined the Exodus because they never lost faith. They fought through the aftermath of that because they never lost faith. And now they take up this new mantle be, to keep the faith. It shows a character. And it shows why they sustain through all these things. Yep. And if you look at, like, even really fairly simple caricatures of character, like Professor Randolph P. Checkers, you know, that is a caricature. And and I wrote it very simple. But to prove that it's not a two-dimensional character, that I actually did express thought in it, Mike, describe the character and go, describe the character without naming their profession or name.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good uh, exercise.
1: He's this worn down, grizzled old warfighter guy. You
0: said Professor Randolph P. Checkers, that was Professor Tex.
1: Yeah, but Tex is the call sign. Ah,
0: gotcha. Okay. I didn't know that part. I just assumed that was his name and like, does he have any other names? Nope. That's yeah. what I that was in my head though, sorry. Yeah.
2: No, no, it's fine.
0: Yeah, I guess if nobody knew that, then yeah, that's that's the uh, the the teacher establishing canon. Yeah, that's the teacher and his call sign, his name is Tex, but his Name is Randolph P. Checkers. Checkers, Lord
2: Professor. It's actually, it's actually in Sarna. So it's Doctor Randolph P. Checkers. Esquire. I didn't even. I've been editing this. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, no. So that's I. I am Sorry, canon. Everyone
0: strangely. does. Sh- you have to understand. People. I deepest text lore. gets all this like all the information well, about what's happening in BattleTech. Here's the thing: I is, is I am on
2: really good terms. I'm in the Sarna, yeah. Well, I'm in the Sarna Discord. And I, I, by the way, if anyone out there who's listening, who wants another chill battle tech discord, cause there's the everything battle tech yep. group. And then there's the Sarna group. And if, if you're out there and you're like, uh, someone who loves doing research and writing and you love transposing information from like source books and shit, and you're really, really passionate about lore and your burnout on 40 K go join the Sarna wiki and help them edit and throw down on resources they They need the help they need the help because they're an amazing wiki but i i mean because catalyst is updating and adding new books all the time right and 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 so right now like if you want to be a big dick nerd in a small community if you're a 40k lore hound and you're like crazy deep into it and you have like eight thousand edits on like lexiconum you know Come over to Sarna. They will reward you and not treat you like shit and not fight with you. They will love if you come in and help populate their There's shit. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot they, of They do need help. And if you if you don't want to help, if you just want to support, I, I think they do take donations. Yes, for do. their. Yeah. So please head over it there. It has
0: and, been a super helpful website because when great, text, text it, us his research... Uses the sources from there to get his research and then I double check what he reads while I'm editing it. Well, I use to the make sure that source like,
2: books yeah. identified in Sarna. I, I want to be clear on that. Yeah. For because I don't I I'm not saying that for ego, like, oh, I do it the hard way, but I'm saying that for the sake of if anyone wants to do this right. I want you to do it right, and I don't care if I'm giving away my quote-unquote sources. I want you to do a good job for your own sake and for the community's sake. So if you go into any certain article, there are citations at the bottom which point out what source book and where this is mentioned so you can go read that firsthand information. This is a primary source. Yeah. And so I encourage people to do that because many of these source books have incredible material in them.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he – basically skims through any source book for any information on a specific thing and he takes a lot of notes and you also fill in the blanks. Yes. Filling in the blanks is super important. What does that mean when I say that?
2: Well, to fill in the blanks is they will hint or paint around something. They will show all of the patterns of something happening without explicitly saying it's happening. So you have to fill in the blanks. If all of a sudden... Somebody shows up on scene and then all of a sudden this somebody who shows up on scene is appointed the head of security of the royal family and then all of a sudden the head of the royal family falls ill. It would not be odd to say or <laughs> out of place to say <laughs> yeah, that perhaps Colonel Mustard this newcomer uh had something to do with it uh, reasonably so right yeah i know it was like
0: that with the uh w- with the ghost ship episode we did about yeah. that uh what was it the turpits that yeah. got a lot yeah, uh which got lost out yeah that was a that's a yeah. spelling in the book we didn't make they we i know it's called no, turpits. the turpits in
2: real life but they it's trip, It's in the source book, and they you just, still get comments about that. I still do, and I still that video I,
0: came out like two years ago.
2: <laughs> I I link them to the source material. Yeah. I'm like, there it is, and they yell at me.
0: Um, yeah, I I was gonna say most of the stuff that we get, uh, it that we do the research through is we just check for those sources, and sometimes Sarna doesn't have everything that I fucking need to no. find this out, and so I just have to deep dive myself, and it's not like I'm checking. There's we'll, a
2: lot of old fan sites still out there with bits and pieces of information.
0: So he'll write something about a character like he will write something about Ian Cameron. And when he states something, I'm like, oh, where does he say that? So I can go find out if there's any, any interesting art or anything that might hint to where interesting art or something cool I can put on screen will be. And sarna has been a fucking huge help with that.
2: Sarna is a magnificent wiki. Again, folks, if you want to go, just go to www.Sarna, S-A-R-N-A, Sierra, Alpha, Romeo, November, Alpha, dot net, and go check them out. Sarna is
0: also a planet in Battletech.
2: Yes, it is. And so what I want you guys to do is go check that place out. Um and go support them if you can, because yeah. they are fucking awesome. But they also need help. So if you're bored or retired and like writing, get out there.
0: Yeah, and all, and uh, check back every month for the community post. Over Yeah, there, their community they posts update are that great, because
2: they talk about everything that's going on in the community. He interviews and a lot of really interesting people, too. Yeah, he talks to animators. He talks to artists. He talks to people who are publishers. He talks to the writers. He talks to the devs. I mean, this Sarna has near unlimited access, and they talk to everybody about everything in the community. So once a month, you get these awesome updates. If you're getting into Battletech, you get this one place that is saying, hey, here's everything that's going on. And guess what? It's not like Games Workshop, where it comes from Games Workshop, and it's all about selling you shit. Yeah, they're, they're not doing Robert Space Industries to you. This is this is literally <laughs> a space w- industry. This is literally a wiki in fan community all in one page. And yeah, I I think you guys should absolutely it's, check that. It's out. It's
0: actually my favorite kind of wiki, where it's not a fandom.wiki because those have so many fucking ads. I hate those websites. No, no,
2: it's actually well run. And yes, it's you. You can open eighty tabs and it won't kill because I've done that uh, while I'm on the train. Oh god, now I'm gonna uh, crash yeah. it. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna crash it. <laughs>
0: Oops. Anyway, um, that's actually the end of the questions that we have um, from Deputy. Hey, there are more. We know there are more. We see the thing get populated all the time. So don't worry if your question didn't get read today. What's left now are comments, and then we'll have a lightning round with Sarvac because he sent in four more that Deputy separated. Because you sent in that many, Sarvac, Deputy had to start labeling it just Sarvac at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're awesome
0: dude yeah uh, alright at some point he's just gonna be on the podcast <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it'll it'll just it'll, we'll we'll just we'll just have him on the podcast and we'll he'll have he'll be our Jamie no we'll have Sarvac, Sarvac on the podcast pull up that ape no we'll have, <laughs> we'll have Sarvak on the podcast and we we'll use him as like our terrier versus questions we don't want to answer we'll be like Sarvak, could you get that for us
0: yeah that'd be fun
2: yeah alright don't worry, Sarvac. You don't need to be an expert.
0: Yeah, we're we're just messing around, man. Yeah. Um, all right, so these are all comments. Uh this one, I think I might have played it before, but I'm just gonna play it again because these aren't long. So this comment is called A Terrible Joke.
5: Eight hey, X. You know what's the opposite of Christopher Walken? Christopher Reeves. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> that is great uh,
2: and terrible uh, Christopher Reeves goat was the guy who played Superman who got into a very unfortunate accident and was crippled and uh, lived out the remainder of his days in a wheelchair oh
0: <laughs> okay lost Wild a goat.
2: doomer laugh <laughs>
0: No, he's, oh. he's like, he's like I'm laughing laugh. on the inside uh, if I have anything like, in there.
2: I'm going to go back to my space.
0: Um, this is a comment on Battletech. Dark Ages can be good. Actually, I might have read this one, but we'll listen to it. Anyway. I wish It was enough of
5: it. Hey, right. Tex and the Super Friends. Just want to thank you guys for super everything friends. you've done the last uh, year that I've been listening. Um, to nurse, and It's been really helpful to uh, listen to you during this pandemic. Anyways, just wanted to let you guys know that I got back into Battletech during the Dark Ages, and I know there's a lot of hate out there from you guys during the Dark Ages. I get it. Rocks fall, everybody dies. However, um, there are some really great character developments during the Dark Ages, Tara Campbell being probably my favorite, the Countess of Northwind, and um, just great pilot, great character arc, driving a hatchet man, killing clanners. Who doesn't love that? But between Cam Clanners and now um, compelling says she's killing just a fantastic story arc one of the main reasons I would get into the Dark Age anyways hope you guys have a great time thanks
1: what was the question
0: no it wasn't a question it's a it's comment it's a comment what oh, was right, that right, horrible
1: right.
5: sound
0: I don't know that was a sound of goat dragging a microphone
1: no no
2: no, no.
5: that's
0: what a motherfucker
5: anyway <laughs> what was
2: that sound no Um. don't worry about it oh I wouldn't worry about it. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for that comment. I'm not a huge fan of the Dark Age. And when I... The problem is is I was reminded of something recently with uh, a certain wave of drama I, I undertook. Um, but I was reminded recently that just because you have an opinion as an influencer, people are going to attack... That opinion, even if you have no opinion on something. It's like
0: your opinion, man. How what, dare you not like
2: X? <laughs> well, in the problem, the problem of it is, is I will say, like on a stream, someone will say, Hey, do you like this? And I go, Not really. And when I say that, people assume I hate it and they will start spreading shit like, This guy fucking hates this shit. And I'm like, No, I just don't care for it. Like, I may not like tapioca pudding. That doesn't mean like I'm writing know? petitions to the U.S. Navy to sink ships of it before it reaches our shores. It's, <laughs> you know, no people assume I just hate shit uh, no. when I say I don't like it, and and it's like, eh.
0: well, yeah, I think that's like I I get I relate because people think I sound mad.
2: And you I, always I, do sound mad. It's the I don't it's know if it's Cleveland.
0: I you know what's funny is I know there are people in Cleveland that go, I'm not that loud. Um you, you are. <laughs> we all are. And I know this because I work with somebody in my own office who is from Cleveland and he is Cleveland loud. And when we talk to each other, I can feel my voice getting higher. And I go, Oh shit. And I'm like, Dude, we're talking about personal shit. You can hear him echoing down the hallway.
2: I thought you were going to say you could feel your teeth rattling. Like, (laughs) because you you do talk rather loud sometimes. Yes.
6: Uh, I have
0: a lot of high end. That's my uh, that's my excuse. Although if I go through another CS gas chamber, I will sound like a different person.
6: Hey, baby.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I come back and I've got like the fucking golden, what's that golden radio voice guy?
2: Golden radio voice. Oh,
0: yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, he started doing the Ritz crackers thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, by the way, folks, if you ever hear someone who sounds like this, that's fake. Uh, I hate to say that, but that's an easily mimic skill. Oh man, this next your
0: this next one is a comment called Doctor Checkers. Your attorney is on line one. Oh no! <laughs>
6: oh gosh! <laughs> Doctor Checkers, C.W. Dyer, Comstar Legal Attaché to Political Comstar Legal Attaché. We've been receiving a lot of influx toward the Sand HPG network through the periphery from of all places, Clan Space your ex-spouse wants contact with you. I know you have a restraining order after your attorney made aware you also have a standing order to tell anyone and everyone to fuck off. I still have friends in the comm guards, so I'd very much appreciate you for rephrasing that for me. But, <clears throat> and I quote, one last batch all for a pair of black pants and contents wherein." in. <laughs> end quote. <laughs> <With> Dr. Checker's <laughs> We don't need any political incidents. Please just send a response.
0: (laughs) That was excellent
2: i enjoy a good stage play oh my god enjoy, that was i enjoy good radio play i do yeah that's i very nice. i
0: know like there was a couple of other ones i'm sh- i forget uh, who sent it but he oh, sent yeah, like
2: the no, one where yeah. he's like in a mac and yeah, stuff. yeah no that's i love oh, fucking cool. i i uh, this is gonna make me sound so old i love prairie home companion i <laughs> love <laughs> that it's a radio uh, play. It's on NPR. I listen to it a lot because it makes me, it reminds me, because my granddad liked it, and he and I used to sit around, and it was just wholesome, and we drink hot cocoa and eat ginger snaps, <laughs> and I miss it. So I listen to Prairie Home Companion, and I sing along sometimes, and you can hate me if you want. No. I like Garrison Keillor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He reminds me that average can be okay. Oh god. So are you going to respond
1: to the Bachall? I'm going to quote an American general here. Nuts. <laughs> well, Not- I mean that's that's the objective of, of the Bachall.
0: <clears throat> uh this one says Dawson Dawson's Christian but wrong.
1: Oh no. Uh right. Hello, Tex and others of the BPL, Mike, Goat, etc. Uh this is a uh, commander ham fisted of the Jewish shot dog. And I made a discovery the other day that is somewhat cursed and I apologize ahead of time, but most of Dawson's Christian can be sung to the tune of big iron. Yes. Do with this, what you will. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) All right, go get These your are guitar fucking great no, we we've had like three people mention that
2: so let's prove it
1: <sighs> okay he's gonna go get the guitar the progress, it's not the same uh, Fuck you. Uh,
2: that's what i hear oh, that's, that's 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 what i hear
0: he's getting his guitar we're, we're gonna do
1: this <laughs> Jamie Dustin was the captain of the Christian and her crew. It doesn't fucking work. You're wrong. There.
2: <laughs> I think that works.
1: No,
2: it doesn't. Oh man.
0: No, it doesn't. I I don't know. I I'm. You know what? I'm just gonna say I will side with whoever. Uh, I don't
2: know. I mean, I knew a guy in in high school who would just sing songs to the wrong harmony. <laughs> just to make people uncomfortable and i remember he sang the national anthem to the tune of flintstones once <laughs> and it was jarring it was like you were like no please don't and it was just,
1: oh say the meter can you see he? Yeah. and and, so, no, the- and it was just i hated it the meter- i hated it so much <laughs> the meter is the the meter is similar the chord progression is not oh god I mean, probably I could try to adapt it and just put Dude, Big Iron just, in a different key, but it's no, like, no, just. Oh my God. Big Iron in the key of G minor. No, fuck <laughs> that. I got a better idea. Oh, fuck.
2: Okay. This one's called. Cool. Hold on. Dawson's Christian, Big Iron, combine them, and then mash the lyrics. No. Dawson's Iron. No.
0: <laughs> oh my God. This next one's called Gandalf Casting Choices, but spoken through a fan. <laughs> hey guys, was uh, just listening to the latest episode, we we're talking about different
4: casting choices for Gandalf, and for your consideration, I give you Riptor. Hysterically. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I hope it does for you guys
0: too. Enjoy.
2: Okay, spoken through a fan. <laughs> Accurate. Deputy, you're the king of labels. Um <laughs> Secondly Rip Torn as Gandalf <laughs> Is the most Amazing thing I have heard this evening Rip Torn as Gandalf Would have been amazing <laughs> It would have been It would have been like It would have been like
4: Frodo
1: <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> It's your 111th birthday <laughs>
0: The only one who could be a better Gandalf than that is John Goodman.
2: <laughs> John Goodman is Gandalf. Oh
1: <laughs> he
0: tries his best to have an English accent, but it's always going to sound like John Goodman. Yeah,
2: John Goodman. I mean, when I, I thought he was trying to put on an English accent for King Ralph. You just stick with
0: the one he has. It's perfect. It yeah. doesn't matter what era he's in.
2: Yeah, I mean, John John Goodman... To me, really, is whoever he wants to be. I'll watch him. He's entertaining. All right.
0: This one is called Heartwarming Home Tale.
5: Hey, Tex. My name is Craven. I'm a big fan of the BPL and Tex Talks Battletech. Uh, I was listening to episode 37. Y'all were talking about the difference between pecan and pecan. I'm a longtime kid from the South. And when we were kids, my mom would make a ton of pecan pies. We were always talking to say pecan. I moved to to Texas and heard a lot of pecan. Um, A friend of mine was talking to an an employee about, you know, pecan pies for the holidays or pecan pies for the holidays, the word they used. The running gag at my house was pecan, pecan pies, because it made my mother just go, what are you doing? You've never seen a look when you've seen glazed over eyes and what the hell are you saying? It was good for a laugh for me, and I hope it's good for a laugh
2: for you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I sometimes, like, Mike and I will do that in public. We'll be like, oh, yeah, do we need any jalapenos? Yeah, you man. know, and, and sometimes we get looks. You we know? get
0: pecan sp- pie. Yeah, we'll just horribly I, I mispronounce have actually,
2: things like we're aliens. You know? uh, yeah.
0: Thr- ah, yes,
2: apples. I have found the Unyas ah yes place it into the plastic receptacle
0: (laughs) ah this is our or my favorite game to play and i it's hard for me to get people to play along with me but is walk into a grocery store talk to your partner that you're with like you're trying to hide you're like you're, you're like man i can't believe they still have fluorescent lighting you're like man this is so bizarre look at these barbarians they actually have to grow this stuff
2: like you say stuff like that. Yeah, act like you're lost time travelers. Yeah, and yeah. Just yeah. be like, Wow, solid matter. <laughs> yeah, they're like, What? This area is cold. They actually have
0: like active refrigeration and oh my god. Yeah, you know, like you say shit like that, just see what looks you get. But what nobody you- it's it's a tough one to play. Yeah,
2: you know, that would be a fun one to bring in a tour group and walk through it oh that's even better That would be great and be like and here you see a refrigerator it's an active refrigeration or it's an active refrigeration unit because back in this more primitive time food actually rotted on its own <laughs>
0: just outside of mcdonald's like oh we will not go inside here because yeah. this is actually a place where the disease began everyone's like oh yes we remember that time
2: See that that would be that would be a fun thing. Here's 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 a fun idea I'm going to put out there in the ether. Anyone out there listening, you may have this idea, you may do this idea. All I ask is you say this is a Black Pants Legion idea, but I will let you fly this flag. If you want to start a service as a future tour guide, leading future tourists around a mundane area and then making up bullshit on why it's important. Please go ahead. This sounds very fun.
0: Yeah. This sounds like a really harmless and fun activity.
2: Yeah. Like a way to spice up the neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. I really hope that spreads. I would love to see videos. Of Bullshit
2: that. tourism. I would love put on a blazer and do a walkthrough yeah. talk. Like, yeah, put a, put on a blazer. Comb your hair. Did
0: we just create like a uh, one of those performance
2: plays? Yeah, we did. Oh, my God. And I'm just throwing it out there on the internet. Fuck yeah. I know some friends are listening to this podcast together right now. We're looking at each other like, I have a blazer. (laughs) You could do it. Yep. No, just let me know. Let me know if you do it. I want to see it.
1: Do it. Do it. Just do it.
2: All right. Personal tale of a librarian's husband.
3: Hey, Tex. This is Hellion and I was listening to the podcast where you talked about what being a public librarian is and i can fully echo your experience because my wife uh, also has a master's degree in library science records and information management and she had left a corporate job and took a position as head of archives and special collections at a public library a good library and it all day long is just 100 percent 50% social worker, 40% nursemaid. It's most of her job was dealing with people that society didn't want to deal with or people who didn't want to deal with their own children. So I can fully back up exactly
4: what you had to say. And it's a shame.
2: It is a shame. Um, It's why a lot of libraries can't retain people. Um, The average amount of time Fifty years ago, uh, before libraries became the haunt of people who had nowhere else to go uh, back when there was perhaps a bit more care in those areas, especially regarding uh, mental health. But one of the things that horrifies me is libraries can't keep employees like they used to be able to. A lot of them are volunteers now because the professionals have left the field I have met more librarians out of libraries than I have in. And that's very, very scary uh, because when you lose access in cataloging uh, experts, I mean, cataloging experts in your archives, All of that shit disappears. It rots. It gets destroyed. It's unaccounted for. It goes missing. Yeah. You'll find all of this public property. I mean, even if you hate libraries, even if you're like, fuck libraries. I don't want to pay for that shit. Be like, yeah, well, you already did it. your taxes. And that shit will walk out the door now because you don't have professionals in a library.
0: Yeah. And it's also like
2: public property.
0: How long has the profession of a librarian uh, been in human civilization?
2: Uh, Since we've had writing. Comma multiple. They, they they. As soon as they got more than one clay tablet, they were probably like, "I need to hire a guy to watch it's, these."
0: It's one of the most ancient of professions. Yeah, and,
2: sorting bullshit.
0: And now we're now we're just like, yeah, let like Google do it. Yeah, Google figured it they out they have an algorithm. Engineers, it recommends good things. I'll tell you right now, engineers <laughs> are not engineers are not good at cataloging.
2: Engineers suck at everything other than engineering. Yes, typically. Like,
0: it, I'm not saying you guys can't. I'm saying you're not good at it.
2: Yeah, it takes effort. Like every engineer I've ever met, ever met, will have struggles with learning new things outside of engineering because they are very logical. They're very mathematically driven dudes. They live in a world of science and solutions and physics and learning the formulas. And And so I've seen a lot of engineers struggle getting into creative areas. But once they do, they do very well. Like you look at Diggs. Diggs is an engineer. <laughs> And, yes. And Diggs Runs started... Runs fucking great games. Right. And he he makes great games, but it was hard for him, and he was uncertain of himself at first. But he applied almost like an engineering finesse to studying it. He started to read everything. He started to look at everything. He started to observe everything, yeah. everything from mainstream to the back channels. And he started to uh, you know, build maps like an engineer does. And he started to look at the you know uh, damage profiles of stuff and averages and he broke down the mechanics and math of things and he started to use his talents to help grow his hobby and his passion to you know reach out and so it is work but engineers typically do their best in these mathematical logical fields much like artists tend to be bad with money it's it's one of those things where you have a certain area where you do very very well with very little effort, and then there's areas outside of that where it's a struggle to grow and learn, and you have to kind of bite at that edge of yourself in order to become a better, more rounded human being. Yeah, and it takes a long time. Oh yeah, God, and it's frustrating as fuck. I'm yeah. trying to learn self compassion; it's really hard.
0: Yeah, you just the main
2: thing is trying, you try every yeah. time. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, just not giving up. Yeah, and it's the that
0: old adage: uh, if you fall off a horse, you got to get back on. And uh, I don't know if there's anything that comes post or prior to that because I, I always feel like those sayings always have, like, a double meaning.
2: What? <laughs> you said if you fall off a horse, get back on. And um, I was going to say, unless you're Christopher Reeves. <laughs> oh, <God.
0: laughs> I No, he was over here fucking put his face away from the microphone. He was yeah. over here choking or having a stroke. And I'm like, what's
1: wrong? Yeah, I... Go just died. <laughs> <laughs> I just well the guy the made make, a cris- make fun of handicapped people podcast. <laughs> like- no,
2: it's well, first of all, I'm a handicapped person with a recognized disability. Secondly, uh I laugh at everything. Thirdly, someone else made the Christopher <laughs> Reeve joke. It's out of
1: the box. Fourth, we've made Helen Keller jokes a lot, so I don't know like what the context is for that either. Like, well, she was immune is- to flashbangs. She blind? Yes. Uh- and deaf. Oh, that, that's kind of existential. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you didn't know that?
1: No. I don't oh. fucking follow celebrity culture very much. This one's
0: called Stagger Irish Accent.
5: What? This is Louis from Belfast. This <laughs> no. <laughs> <is
0: Louis? laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you spell?
2: Wait, so Deputy just writes Stagger Irish Accent. Just Stagger Irish okay, Accent. I think pl- that
5: is Stagger. That is Stagger. This is Lewis from Belfast. This is uh, a question for Glow. Do you spit on your bog roll before they give it away? Cheers.
1: Do I spit on my what?
2: Your bog roll.
1: (laughs) What the fuck is that?
2: Toilet paper.
1: No! You fucking cunt. You know, it it would be easier
0: for Stagger if he didn't use the same fucking mic he always had since like 1997.
1: that Wait. we all hear him on and we go all oh, that sticker yeah I'd you usually... fucker what are you going to be what are you going to get out of that fucking bad state you're in so we can hang out again Yeah. fucker yeah, feel better feel better next
2: all right
0: the next one is called whomever sent in 46 seconds of silence bravo
1: <laughs> no
2: on, it's
0: a fucking... Like- It's just fucking silence.
2: I can appreciate silence at the end of a long day.
0: Whoever can sit through 46 (laughs) seconds in silence, bravo.
1: We got a Giga Chad over here. Yeah, we have a (laughs) Giga Chad who
2: literally sent us 46 seconds of absolute silence. (laughs) Hits
1: record, says nothing, refuses
0: to elaborate, (laughs) leaves. I'm waiting for like a sneeze or something at the end because it's still playing. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm waiting for something to be like, <laughs> <And> so, <laughs>
2: yeah, they're like a loud fart, or <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's, I think it literally is. Yeah, what the fuck, deputy? Why would you send that back? <laughs>
2: refuses to elaborate. It Please. just gave it. That
0: was a comment. What the? Fuck? All right, uh, battle tech. I think the clicks in the background are radiation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? Attention. This is Galaxy Commander Alexi Malthus. I hereby challenge
5: you to a trial of. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just wanted to say I'm a great fan of your show, and uh, <laughs> oh yeah, my God. watch every watch every episode I can get. Glad to hear you guys have a podcast. I have something to listen to while I'm driving now. Thank you. Have a nice day.
2: Are you driving through Ukraine? Because <laughs> that, that does sound like alpha radiation, yeah. buddy. You might want to get that checked out.
0: He's like, hey, oh, shit, my hair's falling out. Anyway, um, <laughs> you're like,
2: whoa. This job gives me an awful glow.
0: <laughs> Thanks
2: for the kind comment. Very radiant. Yeah, no. Cheers, man. Drive safe.
0: All right. Um. All right. Now here is the Sarvek Lightning Round. As I have
3: four
1: more Sov- Sarvek Round two. All right. Go. Fights. Here's here's how we're gonna hey, do this.
3: Texan crew, it's <sighs> Sarvek back with number three. This time with questions for the entire podcast. I'm always looking for <laughs> new slash old games to play. So I'm wondering what everyone's favorite non-mainstream computer game, board game, RPG, and tabletop game are. Mine are. Star Wars Rebellion with its horrible graphics for computer or Civ 4 Beyond the Sword for the computer. My favorite board game is Secession Wars. Yes, it is a Battletech game if you have not heard of it where you get to play one or more of the five major houses right before the fourth Secession War with an actual option to play the first Secession War. Favorite RPG is Heroes Unlimited slash Day After the Bomb. My brother and I played the hell out of this. We were younger, and my favorite tabletop game is called Free Blades. It's a fantasy skirmish game done by DGS Games. So I can't wait to hear yours because, like I said, I'm always looking to find new and obscure things. Until next time, keep doing your guys's doing.
0: (laughs) Texas has (laughs) his head thrown back. Listen, okay. Don't ask five questions in one. We're, we're going to like we tra- we're, we're like, you're like what you're like what's your favorite ketchup, mustard, uh lasagna, glass of orange juice and, and tissue ever, and how and did you like, go
1: through a really bad breakup. Yeah, exactly. We're like, "Whoa, that's too all many." Right, all right, hang on, hang on. For for non-stand for non like very like normie video games, you should I think you should try, dude, cuz if you played Civ 4 and you want to take the next step and like strategy games but it's it's something that's more like unit management and directing like orchestrating the flow of the battle dominions five there's this game out there that's been around a while and it's easy to play and
2: really hard to master it's called dwarf fortress look into it yeah seriously no seriously i challenge you sarvac i want you to play dwarf fortress every fucking day go watch krug smash's intro on how to start your first fort just go look up krug smash's I challenge you to play Dwarf Fortress
1: every day you can for 30 days straight.
0: Boom. Fucking drop mic.
1: No excuses. Hang on. How are we going to do this This round two fight?
0: All right. Round two. Uh, this one is called, had to call some of the 30 questions from this dude. <laughs> Wait,
3: what? Hello, Texan crew. It's back <laughs> again, and I realized I did not do a proper intro in either of my past voice messages. So here it is. I found text with his Bell of Two Kid. Thank you for finally showing me how to actually say that name and have stayed ever since. (laughs) I'm still way behind on the podcast, but have made it into the new year releases dates at least. (laughs) (laughs) And since I sent like eight emails before I finally found out you weren't taking them anymore, uh, get ready for some old questions. It's probably going to be several voicemails worth. So buckle up. To start, some Battletech questions. <laughs> if you could drive any tank in the Battletech universe, what would it be and why would it be the Von Luckner? What is your opinion on Alpha Strike? I'm curious because it's starting to gain popularity. And did Amaris orchestrate the Simon Cameron accident? Inquiring minds need to know. Have a good one. Thank you very much. And my time is up. Oh my
0: god. He's like... Since you didn't answer my emails, I have now cornered you on your podcast.
2: <laughs> I am in a reclined state. It's been a very long day. Uh, let's, let's start from the beginning. Demolisher.
1: There is a
2: it's a tank. It's, it demolishes a big tank it's a big boy it's a big boy um as as far as ameris orchestrating all that it's hinted at it a, a bunch of different people were responsible and they were all horrible in their own ways but everyone's complicit Kerensky knew it it's why he wouldn't stay or one of the reasons what was the second question
1: this is why you shouldn't ask too many questions world we're, we're very
0: old yeah i don't even remember i like i'm like it's At okay. the end of it, I was like, oh, wow.
1: He'll ask us again in like a year.
0: He's like, since you didn't hear my last six questions, I'm going to just repeat them all right now. Um, here's the next ones from Sarvac called More Calling. <laughs> hey,
3: Texan crew, it's Sarvac back with number three, this time with <laughs> questions for the entire podcast. I'm always looking for new slash old games to play, so I'm wondering what everyone's favorite non-mainstream this computer one. game Oh. Board game.
1: What? Uh, he might have rephrased it. <sighs> no.
0: I think that he just repeated his question. All right. Here's the next one called Sarvak. More. Always more.
3: <laughs> hey, Texan crew. It's Sarvak again with number I don't know because I've made many <laughs> of these back to back. What mercenary company in the Battletech universe would you willingly sign up to serve with besides the Van Sant Free State Militia? And, Tex, why did Battletech never go with AI mechs? Was the tech just never developed, or was it lost? I know the Star League had the drone AI warships, but I'm just curious why they never implemented that with Battlemechs as well. Another question, is there any plans for a second Xenonauts playthrough? I'm working my way through your current one, or the old one you did, and I'm loving it because I love that game. And, or possibly an original XCOM playthrough. I would love to see that and see how many people die in that one. As my time is almost up, I should only do one more of these as I just got a couple questions left, and those will be for the entire crew. Thank you, guys, and keep up the good work.
2: I, I've done two playthroughs of Xenonauts on the channel. I will probably play Xenonauts too when it comes out. Oh, I ruined the second question. Alpha Strike, pretty great. Uh, 40k people like it, and I think it's pretty fun. It also allows you to play much bigger, faster games. So if you're like a 40k fan, you're looking for a 40k analog, play Alpha Strike. If you're looking for something deeper than 40k, play just standard Battletech. Uh, any mercenary corporation, probably Northwind Highlanders or Kellhounds. Um, not working for Clanners. And that's all the strength I've got, Mike. That's too many we questions. We got
0: one more file. No, this, no. Is la- this is the last file. Mike, I'm so weary. This one's called... I'm so weary, Mike. This Wait, this says, repeat, Holy Grail Gun.
1: This question is for text. Um, this might be back to back and I'll feel bad if it is. ends, but, um, what is your holy grail gun? Do you already own it? Um, or is it going to come to you at some point or have you not figured out yet? This question is kind of available or open to anyone as well. For me, I had a couple, um, some of them I have and some of them I don't. My tippy top holy grail gun was a SAR 4800 imported by Springfield Armory. But the catch is it's in five five six. I got it, I could not be happier. I you know, just being able to get your holy grail grounds is just such a great time. Uh sent Me Model L, a couple other ones that I you know, FS two thousand, things like that. Um my next holy grail gun that has slipped my fingers twice now is a G forty one Walther. Uh have a good one guys. Take it easy.
2: Um if you have a Springfield Armory imported SAR. I think you should call Springfield Armory. I know some of those, I believe, I know some of those, I believe, had recalls on them. Um, so just just to be mindful of that, because Springfield Armory used to import a lot of stuff. And some of it was great, like imbels and stuff were fine. Um, but s- some of it was like pot metal, and it was just in the early eras. So look at that. If I could have any machine gun, and it was, and I had all the money in the world, I'd love to have like a BAR and a Thompson. I already own one machine gun, but I'd love to have a BAR and a Thompson, just to kind of round out the the World War II stuff. I'd love to have a belt fed, but you need land to really, really, yeah, you know, shoot that. You can't, you can't just go down to the local range and be like, "Well, time to bring out the old Kraut killer," and you know, just load belts into that thing because no, it's not going to work. No, they're gonna ask you to leave.
0: I I like a lot of things uh, from the '80s, Mm. and all my holy grail guns are pretty easy
2: to get if you have the Mike. No bullshit. I think really wants an Uzi. Yep the original the original he wants he wants the original uzi not the micro not the mini he wants the original Um, 80s uzi yes and mike wants the desantis shoulder rig for it so he can do the push it to the limit
0: meme
2: if you have an uzi out there and and you would like to sell one to mike uh just hit him up on the courtesy flush or uh
0: an mp5 uh i like those
2: two. Oh my god, well. And it's uh, only
0: an hour and 21 minutes.
2: Alright, folks, so anyways, this has been a fun podcast. Uh, we'll do another, like, lightning round of these and just uh, hit off on them. So, keep leaving voicemails and messages. Thank you guys for all your love and support, and I'm gonna take it easy for the rest of the evening, so I suggest you two as well. However, this is coming out at 5 a.m. on a Friday, so if you are going to bed now, I mean, you know, Enjoy your enjoy your sleep day because you're night shift. But yeah. if you're, you know what? I've made this too complex. Let's just not believe in time anymore. That no. would be simpler.
0: I hate being a fourth dimensional being. Can I please ascend or descend? I'll just go 3D. I don't care.
2: I'll go 2D. I feel Fuck at it. home there. I feel at home there.
0: Dude, I we make fun of two dimensional characters, but to be two dimensional, now that's that's pretty fucking sick.
2: Think about it. Also, you know what? There is no ceiling.
0: Yeah, I, actually, you know what? That's just the—that's just whatever weird Nickelodeon-esque world Parappa the Rapper lives in. Yeah,
2: you know, that is a really terrifying world.
0: <laughs> I do love the—I—I I love those games. The humor in it is just the the, the right kind for me. Mm. I, I'm—I mean, I'm an easy person to make laugh when it comes to shitty jokes. I know
2: you've stuck with me this long. mm Hmm.
6: slash hammer.